wanted to just take a little bit of time because we are in a very, it's a unique moment that we've got here. Uh, we have been doing this for a year. I know most of you have been here for that long, if not almost that long. Uh, how, who, who here has been here from like the first like two, three weeks? I was, sure. That'd be me. Yeah, Ben too, I think. And Jack and Alyosha. I think all of you. Nope. No, I mean, I joined the server really early, but all I was doing was posting memes for like the entirety <laughs> of the first read through. <laughs> yeah, my legacy is advocating for a meme, separate meme channel. But I think I joined, I didn't, you guys hadn't started AO yet, but I don't think it was the first. Like, I think there was still a little bit of time before that. I was about three to five weeks in. I think you guys were at 1.4, 1.5 when I started listening. Jesus. Yeah, you had just finished chapter one when I started trying to listen to the live streams. Yeah, it's, the just, podcast. It's, a, it's a weird, um, I've just been kind of going through like the thoughts about the year and the sort of emotions around it. And it's an extraordinary, super weird thing. I mean, it just is. Uh, when uh, the quarantine first started, and that's where our names came from. Uh, Varun, Kent, Roger, for sure. Uh, Will was there day one. I think Bob Hope as well, I want to say. Um, Doug, who hasn't been around on the surfer anytime recently, but uh, is around somewhere in theory. Um, but like that first few days, um, like the first day, I remember sitting on Reddit and it was just like, okay, so we're going to get a break from work. That's what... <laughs> Everyone kind of thought this was going to be like a two-week thing. Uh, here we are a year later, which is fucked up in itself. But when we started the reading, we were doing... Uh, so this is why I'm pretty sure most of you were actually earlier than you think, because we weren't doing one reading a week, one section a week, or one... We were doing four. Uh, we were doing four readings a week, <laughs> which is too much. Uh and it took three weeks for us to pull back and do two a week plus a review. And then, uh, uh, no, not the first week, not the first week we were doing like, so it was a, the way that we did the readings for the first one, you can go back and listen to it, uh, is we did a, an overly close reading where we would just sit and have discussions about every paragraph for a while. And we didn't really care about it because at this point, no one had anything else to do. Like everyone, even people with like minimum wage jobs, everything had been fully shut down. No one's doing shit. Everything's closed, like done. And so everyone just had time. So we like sat around for like two hours and then uh, we did another two hours the next day. And we like the first section of AO, I think we did. It took two straight days, like six hours total. Uh, I We ended up, uh, Craig ended up editing it down quite a bit. Um, but it was a horrifying sort of thing. And then at some point, uh, I was like, look, we can't, I can't keep this up. We can't do this. That was when like Craig left the server and decided to start acid horizon. And it was like, okay, uh, we need to slow down. I can only do one a week. And we had people angry. Like we had people genuinely angry leaving the server writing me pretty nasty notes that 
they didn't want to spend that long reading AO. That Little need, did they know how long it would really take. <laughs> that they they nailed it. They said it would be December. They said that. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm fine with that. Uh, and they said some choice words. Uh, a few people were nice about it, but they all, you know, quit the server, blocked me. It's a whole thing. Drama, drama, drama. And then uh, we kept that up for a little bit. And uh, then we slowed down again. And then that's when I think it was, Jack, were you the first person to say I should I want to do another reading um I think so I kind of so when we started reading our toast at done with the judgment of God it kind of literature kind of springboarded off that so we did a little bit more our toe and then it was Kafka and then we just started yeah, rolling with it yeah because Craig had done a handful of readings he did the uh he did a batai he did uh uh, Mark Fisher, Capitalist Realism. And uh, I think from there, people just wanted to do a lot more side readings and you just jumped in. You were like, I'll happily oh, take yeah, that we one. Did, on. um, we did Klosowski. That was one of the first Oh, Klosowski, that's right. Well. That's right, Klosowski. That was great. But I think, you're, I think you're right. That lit kind of popped up as this kind of like, at least I, I'd always thought of it as this like respite from the main reading because it was like, although we could read difficult texts, it was kind of, you know, it wasn't something as dense necessarily. It was open to more interpretation, kind of more relaxed atmosphere. Although for what, whatever reason, we ended up reading like The Birth of Tragedy <laughs> and fucking uh, Towards the Philosophy of the Act, Bakhtin. All this stuff is related, but it's like incredibly dense. But, yes. but anyway, I think literature found its feet eventually. This is true. I think this is true. Do you mean... Wait, wait, just to clarify, did we read? Did somebody read Klasowski or did they read Class Straight? Oh, uh, oh, wait, Sorry, no, he did. Right. He did Class Straight. Yeah, yeah, it was Class Straight, not Klasowski. Yeah, you're right. Really, it like, was the ethnography and psychology one. Yeah, you're like, what? I miss Klasowski. Yeah, for real. That I'd like to suggest them, but it's hard to find. It's hard to find translations and everything. We just got to get you. One of the cool things we've got accidentally happening here is like homegrown translators. Now, having been one in my life and an interpreter, I don't advocate forcing people to work for free, but it sure is nice to have someone just randomly throw you a translated PDF of uh, Gotari's obituary, because I don't think I could get that anywhere else. No, and it's, I know I, I have abused Roger probably more than most on this, where it's just like, hey, can you, uh, just do me a favor, read the French version of this text and translate it. <laughs> I just, I need it. Yeah. Um, and it's been a weird group as we've sort of gone because, you know, when we lost uh, Craig early on and he decided to go do Acid Horizon, uh, that left me, <laughs> I'm so sorry, uh, uh, in sort of this weird position of being in charge of a reading where I literally have no idea what I was doing. Um, I think I faked it fairly well for a while. Um, I think I faked it fairly well, actually, most of the time, but it was uh, painful. Uh, the first couple weeks, especially, I was, we're starting to uh, patch back up as we're doing the rereading of all of this. And uh, I, I don't know, as I'm, as I'm going and we're like catching up, I try to go back and reread, re-listen to the original so I can be like, how much has my understanding grown so I can kind of be aware of my own delta? It's like, holy shit. 
it's night and day. Uh, and I, I genuinely believe it's, uh, I'd love to say it's me. I mean, uh, that is the way that the, the, that's the way the desiring machines work. Oh, that's me. Um, but it's not, it's a, the nature of sort of the weird discussions that we had, uh, along the way and how we just asked questions and everyone had stuff. It was very, uh, unique. And the fact that I get to have a, a great moments uh, for me is as we neared the end and we started having discussions and uh, Terrence and a handful of other real Delusian scholars who really study this shit, like we have conversations or whatever, they'll make just the nicest comments about like, oh, on the, on, I agreed with you. You made an excellent point. And I'm like, oh, I made a good point. Like, I feel all proud because <laughs> the early shit man, it's rough to listen to. It is, de it's deeply unpleasant for me to listen to. Like I've debated deleting it. I'm not going to, but I've, I've seriously debated just deleting it all. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's what's also really bad is, um, I think some people, you know, reading that you can, um, can, can really, uh, hear, you know, um, the voices, because I like the Supreme Overlord Brooks, you know, more than, um, you know, the basically the the mishmash of uh, different accents and uh, people clashing with, um, yeah, mics, etc. So uh, yeah, I think we uh, of um, you've come a long way, Brooks, and um, I also like to point out that your orating skills have basically progress significantly so that's just a little um i think pointer which uh, which which we can make you know after a year that that is something you know of a guideline you know because we're all familiar with with brooks who've been who's been orating since the very first session and still more and still more and yeah i really think you should um Maybe try something with that, uh, you know, after COVID and you can can talk to like, I don't know, like people in, how, how do you say uh, that in uh, America, you have like uh, those, uh, those uh, uh, motivational uh, speakers, motivational speakers. <laughs> yeah, it's me a pet Brooks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say palliative care. Oh, you know, no, no. For people who are dying. No, no, it was it was going to end with me being Anthony Robbins. That's what it was going to be. Oh, okay. Uh, but but I think this would be a good time for us to all do our, our best, Brooks. I'll start. <clears throat> the symbolic order. No, that, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> the symbolic order. I, I just can't go that low. I can't do it. It's uh, one of the things I've done, uh, and it's most of my life, uh, I... I only started realizing it with therapy is, is a wonderful thing. Um, it turns out that I had internalized my deep voice because I uh, saw it as an issue. And so I actually raised my voice intentionally and taught myself over time to have a higher voice. Seriously. Oh yeah, I do. I do the fuck out of that. And uh, people get like upset when I talk to them without like raising my voice, like up to like this register. They do. Because uh, normally I, you can talk however you do. And when you actually talk with like a really baritone voice to people, they assume you're being very strange. And there's really not a lot of room to have that conversation. So you tend to uh, talk a little higher because it registers better and it talks better. It's a, it's a thing. So over time, 
especially these with all of this, it's been a, this whole thing has been a learning lesson. I was talking with uh, uh, Bob Hope earlier and uh, Bob Hope is putting together a uh, little bit of a, someone is finally doing a zine for this goddamn project we've got. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be me, but I've given up on that. Uh, but uh, part of the, part of the thing has been, uh, you know, it, uh, I, I will, I'll take the compliment. My, or, my oratory skills have, have grown my rhetoric in general, but I would say, uh, also my writing because, uh, writing, I've got the fiction thing and I've got the articles for whatever, but actual deep, interesting philosophical writing or crit- critical theory writing is a different beast. And I fucking suck at it. But, uh, all of you people have been uh, exceptionally supportive and very, very kind and spending time you don't have to help me do that. And I know help each other as well. Um, and it's kind of this amazing, I like to think I do the same with as many of you as possible as well. Um, but we have a very interesting chemistry because of that kind of mentality that I'm just very excited about. And it's been one of the best parts uh, of this server, just randomly. So I've been a oddly good friend-making space uh, for comrades, to say the least. Yeah, man, my my thing is always, I always go back to the Ellen Rooney article. If I don't know if I've forced that upon y'all yet, but she had an article called The Semi-Private Room. That's that's how I think of these spaces. Or she's like the, the the strength of a classroom space is that it's not quite public and it's not quite private, and that it's it's semi-private and allows for certain things to happen. It's kind of topical, actually, <laughs> for other reasons. But anyway, it's such a unique space, and I love that. Like I'm somebody who I just did an undergrad, tried to do grad school, kind of fucked and failed out of that for different reasons, <laughs> and just spent a lot of years in like NGOs and doing like political work and whatever. And, always interested in this stuff, but never really having an outlet for it and kind of subconsciously knowing that I couldn't really do it on my own without some kind of support or, or community. So coming into it kind of by accident, I, I love that there's this weird, fragile kind of pseudo structure we have here where people can come and kind of doesn't matter if you're an expert or not, but there's like an encouragement to try things out, maybe get them wrong and just keep, keep trying until you feel comfortable. Um, and anyway, that's been really valuable to me. Like I'm reading more theory and philosophy than I ever have. So kudos to everyone, you know. Yeah, it's uh, the weird private public space, as you say. I think that I like that combination because it's also, um, and I mean, we haven't been perfect on it by any means. I'm not saying so. But I like to believe that we've been a generalized safe space. One of the things that... Uh, philosophy like this tends to pull uh, is not normal people. I don't know how else to put it. I'm sorry. I'm not normal. None of us are. We're strange in the sense of uh, the what uh, Deleuze would actually call a minority, not that, but it, like we're not part of the majority and kind of various different setups. And none of us are. I don't know anyone here who is. Uh, and the ability for people to be just kind of what they are and just be kind of upfront about it and just that. And we haven't had in a year, in a year, we haven't had like any major stu all of our shit, like, cause we've had drama, but like 
not even close to what a lot of these communities, especially philosophy and especially Deleuze communities, uh, have. But um, I'm actually really proud that we've got that because we have people who are, and I'm I'm improving. I'm I'm a dipshit when it comes to like, you know, uh, proper pronoun usage. It's not malicious. I'm just an idiot. There's a difference. Um, you know, being just generally kind to people and nice to people. And I like to think we've done that and it's like, we're not perfect, but God, it's been really nice to see. I'm really proud of it. So I've gotten, I've also had uh, awkward silences grow on me because it's one of the things, and it's the hardest thing. It's the reason YouTube, it's the reason linear recordings don't work for philosophy discussions and podcasts uh, need the touch of what Craig does with Asset Horizon, which is, an extensive amount of editing and very carefully placing things and setting it up. Real discussions around philosophy have this thing called an awkward pause because you'll say something that people don't have a, a bullet in the chamber for. They just don't. And uh, it's a, uh, you got to sit back and you got to go, wait, okay, so what, what are they saying? How can I respond? And those those awkward pauses have grown on me immensely because it just means that someone has said something that everyone's kind of just taking a second. I actually really like that perspective thinking about that Brooks, because I mean, I definitely struggle with like weird silences a lot and like people being quiet for a while after I say something, but thinking about that is like, Oh, people are just thinking about what you just said. You know, like people are trying to like process it. It's like, I like that perspective. I think that's interesting. It's been my experience that that's the case. Uh, 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 a ton of my life experience as a kid is like based on the Nickelodeon show, Pete and Pete. And there's like a whole episode uh, where the older Pete brother is like trying to learn to be okay with sitting with the in the car in silence with the dad who won't like let them listen to them radio or music or whatever when they're in the car and like it really just like taught me as a kid to just like be okay with sitting in awkward silences <laughs> yeah Bruce told me <laughs> taught me about that but I think like awkward silences are generally where you are with friends you're never awkward so I don't know you know if you if you can learn to make friends with like uh, Nickelodeon shows. I think that's great. That's a great feat of, I suppose, Nickelodeon. I watched a lot of SpongeBob and uh, I just uploaded like um, Perno the Perno, which is like um, a great. Wait, maybe the link is still. No, it's not. Oh, oh, oh. look it up. I think uh, everybody should look uh, up Perno the Perno and learn something about friendship. <clears throat> So uh, that's something I'll be doing. Uh, thanks, uh, Ben. Great input. You're not awkward with your friends, Joe. I am. I am. I don't have any friends. Oh, <laughs> I am okay. Discord. I wasn't expecting that. Well played. <laughs> I, I was going to say. I was going to say that's basically what my answer would be too. Like I don't. They, the I have a, a handful of very very close friends, and then the the discussions I have in here. I will tell you are deeper and more interesting than the vast majority of my real world conversations because my life is essentially about trying to figure these things out. So 
like this is what I care about. My brain can't handle doing anything else. So it's like, uh, now what? Like, so we have another chat. We have another, and randomly, we we end up in some odd places. I, on that, I wanted to ask because uh, I have my favorite moment. I have like two or three favorite moments of the year. Uh, they're actually pretty, one is very quite recent. Actually, what do you guys, all of you, any of you, remember that you remember fondly? That was funny, horrifying, awful. I have no idea. Just thought I'd ask what out there that you would think is worth mentioning as a thing that happened as we were reading through everything over the last year. No, no one. But, uh, but well, remember or you know, just anything. So my, uh, as an example, my moment is, uh, my, my, the man with the highest IQ in the world, I think came onto our server one day. And, an American with the highest IQ. Uh, it, I, I don't know if there's a difference there, given the imperialist nature of IQs. Um, I, I can tell you a lot about uh, IQs, by the way. So let me please tell you that uh, they are basically based on um, favors. They are favor-based. So they are a very uh, Darwinian concept. So, um, uh, sorry, uh, Dawkins. Da yeah, Darwinian concept is... Is, is that dark in here? Well, darkens. Anyway, so um, if you like talk nice to people and um, say of talk encouraging, they uh, have uh, their IQs like uh, get raised a lot. So either uh, it is um, not very valid in the sense of, um, or you 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 are basically uh, just a suck up to people, you know. Uh, so, uh, I think that people who tend to say that IQs matter are basically. Oh no 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 no, Joe! I I, I I do no, not no. I do not believe Actually. IQs matter at all. I think they're Actually. stupid. And one day, Chris Langan, a guy named Chris Langan, came into our server. It's his Discord username, and it was not a new Discord user. Uh, it was an old name that had been around. It was on a bunch of other servers. You can, you can search for it if you want. I uh, popped in and said, I have a thesis and posted it uh, and a screenshot of it, of all things. and said, can anyone disprove this? And it was this weird, like, I just remember someone, I, I think someone posted in like pod chat. Is this guy for real? Like, is this, uh, we have a troll who shows up randomly. Is this him? Is this this other person? And it's like, no, uh, we try to engage everyone in good faith. So I started a conversation and webcam parrot uh, joined. <laughs> and uh, we started having a conversation with this dude, uh, whoever it was. I, we don't know that it was Chris Langan. I'm 99% certain it was Chris Langan. Uh and they said some of the most insanely stupid philosophical things I've heard ever, not, not engaging in good faith in any way, um, but you know, saying just absurd, dumb, awful shit. And uh, we kept trying to engage in good faith until Chris Langan called me an asshole. Uh, and I said, well, that's that and abandon. This Chris was Langan. His name was Chris Langan. Like the account's name was Chris Langan, quite literally. And 
said, uh, oh God, I wish I had kept, like, I, I have the screenshots somewhere. I'll have to make sure I dig them out. But it was like this thing of like every existence exists. Prove me wrong. And it was like, what? Okay, let's talk. What does exist and what doesn't exist? Like very simple questions. And he, he could not. Dude, I love, I love when we get some fucking like chud random ass conservative person like wandering in being like, yeah, well, you ever think that, you know, maybe like, you know, these people should just go back to their country. Like they just did this massive checkmate or something <laughs> like checkmate liberals. <laughs> it's happened to us quite a bunch. It has. And Chris Langan is probably my favorite because like it was just, and I'm, I'm still very certain it was him. Like I'm like, if Chris Langan wrote tomorrow, it fucking wasn't me. I would believe it was him even harder. Like I, I'm so convinced, but uh, banning him was probably one of my favorite moments on the server ever because I do think it was him and man, he's dumb. It's a jackass psycho. His arguments were bizarre. Oh, Loomer, you were there. That's right. Holy shit. It was wild. Like it was wild. Um, yeah, that was crazy. So that was my, uh, one of my favorite moments on the server to say the least. Uh, Ed, uh, Jack, you mentioned, uh, uh, I was having an argument with Craig, but no, no, my favorite moment on the server was that discussion you and Carl Butt had about that weekend in the cabin. Jesus Christ, you guys, with that fucking Carl Butt shit. Uh, who was who was the one writing for Carl Butt when you did that? I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure Carl Butt speaks for themselves. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was you or Varun. I'm not stupid. Did they just go and buy Make Carabot say dumb shit. I have a conversation with me. Yes. Tell the story, Jack. That's funny. I, I'd have to find the chats. We're not going for accuracy. It's okay. You know, embellish. It's been like eight months, man. <laughs> I don't know if I remember. <laughs> it was something like, um, I have to find it. Anyone else have a thing? Actually, a recent one. I got to say the music. When when you first introduced the music channel, we haven't been doing that recently. But for a long time, we were talking about how to make kind of like more informal hangouts happen on the server. They happen anyway, but like to make it more of like a, you know, a space for people to come. And when we first did the music night and we were just queuing up songs and then we realized that we had like six hours of music queued up in like a matter of five minutes. Um, but like, I know for myself, like, uh, you know, my sleep schedule is always messed up. So like just being, you know, Ben and I have been watching Star Trek late at night, like just being able to come up by and it, it, that's when, that's when it transcends just like a, a class that you go to, but it becomes kind of like, it feels like a community space where these organic connections happen. And I love that shit, man. It's great. We've had we've had some interesting people participate in general chat all night. Uh, whatever happened to that uh, PT person that was talking about going to live in their car? Did they get into? Oh yeah, I hope they're all right. Oh shit, are they living in their fucking car? They are. Oh if fuck! Are, what happened to know. them? You okay, PT? <laughs> I don't know how to search for their username because they have a bunch of emojis in it and they're never online so they don't show up in the user list. Fuck. 
What's well, up I mean, there on there, Jimmy? One of my good friends joined the circus for many years and like disappeared from the world. So hopefully it could be a, a, a Bildungsroman for them. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Jesus. I found it. Found what? The discussion you had with Craig about, about the cabin of the lake. <laughs> oh my god. It's not loading for me. Oh, there it is. Brooks, this is like the video you sent me with the Vine Saw Vinny and that MMO. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got a moment. Hearing Triad talk in his in their affable, uh, very erudite German accent about the GIF that Lou sent to the chat with with Terrence Blake and other people in our live chat. Oh, Jesus. Channel, about, about the toilet licking your ass. Like, yes, yeah, this is why this is not a, an official university <laughs> classroom, and it's amazing. That was that was intense. Yeah, that was good <laughs> shit. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, it's um, the people we've had come through has been intense, and it's uh, not always been um, easy. One of the things that uh, RIP Chungus. Well, I miss I miss the good trolls. We have a lot of random trolls, not as many as I thought we would have. I mean, I assumed a ton, um, but you know, we had a uh, some really bad, stupid ones. Like I'm 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 a fan of a good troll, and Big Chungus. Uh, if you're out there listening, uh, we're not letting you back on the server, but you're missed. <laughs> like, it was a good college try. <laughs> yeah, it was it was solid, like genuinely entertaining for a while until you decided to be uh it turned out uh uh horny and that's not cool. Uh horny 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 and, and odd and creepy. And that was a little bit uh a little bit much. Uh and you know when you're too horny for to lose, it's a thing. Um, there's a there was a we had a really lame troll once who joined uh they joined their their name was William James. Their first like intro message was like, I'm a big fan of this early 1920s ultranationalist German philosopher. You know what I mean? And then they like Oh, but that's not, that's not what he said. He he named it, named the person. And like he didn't say the whole thing. He said, I'm a fan of blah blah blah. And none of us knew who it was at first. Like, we were like, what? And then he goes into the chat and he's like, the Civil War was sublime. Yes. Holy shit. I remember shit. that. I remember that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then and then it was like, oh, wait, no. wait, what? And so we looked at his intro. I'm like, what? And we Googled the guy's name. It's like, you're. he literally sourced, like, said he was inspired by a Nazi. Not like a yeah. pseudo-Nazi, like a person who was literally in the Nazi party, like an actual Nazi. <laughs> And it but was this like, is what I mean. These 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 fucking like dregs of lit and fortune who like troll in here. They I, they I think they actually think that they're playing like five D chess and they're like super above all these things. But it's so sad because they I think they really not to think that we're hot shit or anything. But like I think you know we have that one troll that we all know. I think they really want to be a part. You know, it's like all bullies deep down are just hurt and sad. You know. No, I think it's. I mean. So the first time, uh, 
our Voldemort, he who shall not be named, uh, showed up. Uh, we were in a voice chat and he just came in and started talking. And I always, and I demanded of everyone, we engage people in good faith until it's obvious they aren't. And uh, it was a, it was interesting because he was slightly morose and he tried to be like edgelord. The problem is that people who are into Deleuze, like, I'm not going to say we're not sensitive people, but like, you can't really edgelord Deleuze people. Like, that's not how it works. It's a, our edge is a different place. And so it was just this weird, like he kept trying to go and go and go and it didn't work. And then finally it was like, oh, fuck. You're trolling. And it was just a ban. It was like, it was like having like 20 seconds. It was like, oh, wait, you're just a troll. Pop. And then they've never stopped coming back. Something like 300 accounts, right? They've yep. been banned like 300 times. 300 accounts, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe it's like a Manichaean cosmology, you know, where like we can't exist without this other force perpetually, you know, in, yeah. in cosmic combat, like, you know, Gilgamesh. Yeah, I'll 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 buy that. Yeah, not at all, but sure. <laughs> we should have like a a server kind of like statistics, like the ones that are at the bottom. Uh, for that, like how many times they have been banned? But yeah, I I do believe they have a miserable life. I sometimes think like, hmm, maybe I should pray a rosary for them, <laughs> because so they can like find a better way of leaving because that sounds really sad and I just want everyone to be happy from my little <laughs> Catholic heterodoxia. But I, I would do a prayer vigil for Chungus first because Chungus genuinely said things that made me actually laugh. Like, and I think everyone here this is true of. There were a, a handful of, when he started saying, uh, I'll explain to lose to you for a dollar. Here's my uh, cash app. Like, and it was just like, <laughs> holy shit. It was great. Like there were some moments where it was like, uh, he responded to some people were asking questions. If I say, I'll, if you give me a dollar, I'll tell you the answer. Just like, there were some good moments that were like, it was, yeah, it was, it was just laugh, made me laugh. And then uh, sadly, sadly he went sexual. But uh, you know, it, the, the stuff that makes me actually most sad is uh, there is, uh, and I will say it plainly for all to hear, if you ever, ever, ever say that Deleuze and Guattari want us to be schizophrenic or that the schizophrenic is actually the ideal person, go fuck yourself. Just go fuck yourself. Um, schizophrenia is a horrifying disease, a mental illness for people. And that conversation crops up a couple of times. It does. Uh, and the worst part is the people who actually come who are schizophrenic. And hands down, I've almost cried twice. Having like, uh, I was in one uh, group. Uh, it was a second reading group that we were kind of associated with for a bit. And this, this poor woman was like, "Well, I've been suffering from schizophrenic for schizophrenia for ten years, and I'm looking to this book to see if it can help me." And I just wanted to go, sweetheart. No, no, this is not. Do not do this. Do not do this. But to, to be fair, I think also one of the nice things is that I think what we've been able to create unintentionally or, or otherwise, I'd like to think somewhat intentionally, is we do have a lot of people on all kinds of spectrums on the server. And 
you know, it's never, it's never easy, but I think it's nice to see, like, there are people who I've, I've spoken to on the server, um, you know, I have my own history with mental health stuff, who have been through either, whether it's schizophrenia itself or other kinds of mental health issues or a neurodivergent in some way. And it's great to be in a space where you're not immediately pathologized and you're able to engage in those things. I think I agree with you. As long as we're not under the pretense that this is, this is not a clinical space, this is not a space to give out fake medical advice or try and fix people or any of that stuff. Yeah. But I think, I think I there think is this, yeah. Can I interject for a second? Because that's what I like to do to interject that. Um, I usually <laughs> only interject. So look, uh, people with uh, schizophrenia are um, usually not uh, that much um, victims, you know. There, uh, there are also a lot of perpetrators who do uh, pretty scary shit and violent shit in psychosis. So to say, you know, that they break your heart and shit is pretty, um, uh, pretty usual, I suppose, on the server like this, where people show you their best side but to have met people you know who are um violent and threatening you know and schizophrenic is a site which is uh pretty casual you know in like clinics and uh with um psychologists and uh psychiatrists and basically people uh, revolving around the uh, schizophrenic but uh, they, they don't need to be pitied as much as um, is, the, I think, uh, 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 an, a fair of uh, a fa fair midground, or how do you say that, uh, like, it, 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 it's something that Deleuze and uh, pretty much clinicians both agree on, you know? Well, if it, the clinicians are evil and Deleuze is good, then uh, I think they both uh, have some sense in, or there is some sense in saying that the the schizos uh, the, do not uh, need to be victimized, but to be like um, discriminated in a sense, you know. Oh, which no, is, no. So, so again, at, at, so far. I I don't think oh. that this is not at all. I think what uh, like for for us, it's very simple. It's uh, we anyone who's neurodivergent or odd or whatever, like that's not the issue. Well, I think actually we do have a handful of people who are really functioning schizophrenics who are fairly involved with the server. And I'm actually really proud of that. And to Alyosha's point, uh, from day one, we've been very open and very interactive and really, you know, caring. It's not about pity at all. It's about, uh, it's the same thing if, uh, you know, I was teaching a class and someone came in with cancer. It's a sickness. It's a thing that needs to be addressed for what it is, not pitied. It's they're a person. Treat them like a person with an illness. Treat them like a human being. However, uh, the reason that they tend to be attracted to spaces like ours is because of the shitty memes and the shitty people out there who say that, oh, I want to be a schizophrenic. Ah, ah, stupid garbage. And we get someone like the first person who was ever... Like we had a, the first time we ever started being like, oh shit, what do we have here? Because we blew up, we had 500 people within like a week. It was crazy. Um, and we got one user who his username uh, was international terrorist. Do you remember this? Yeah, I was really uncomfortable with that actually. And it I was, that. and it was like, okay. Uh, and I talked to him and he's a very lovely guy. Um, and 
uh, you know, a lot of that conversation is obviously private, but he was a very lovely guy. And I was just like, Hey, uh, why the name? And he's like, because that's what they think I am. So that's the name I'm going to give. And it was like, okay, this is, it's, it's, it's not as easy as just having a conversation with the person. You've got to be really careful. You've got to be really caring. And he was outright saying someone told him specifically that anti Oedipus would help him understand his illness. And can I just say though, I think also, I think even beyond framing it in terms of sickness, because there, there's a thing of, uh, there's a great organization in the UK called the hearing voices network. And their whole thing is like trying to give a space where people who experience these symptoms and are schizophrenics and whatnot can sort of feel like I'm, you know, I'm a person, I experience these things and whatever psychological, political, theological framework you want to do to explain why I'm experiencing them. This is a thing and it's real. But I think, yeah, beyond that, like even to, to Joe Gilman's point, like I, I have worked with people with schizophrenia who've directly attacked me and tried to kill me in homeless shelters and stuff like that. And I don't think it's mutually exclusive. Like you have to be real about community safety and you have to not, you know, sell a lie about what you're able to do. But I don't think that pity and empathy are the same thing. And I think it's fine for us to feel for people. We shouldn't condescend them. But I think also this is what's there. Are, you can legitimately engage with this material as long as we understand what we're doing here. And I think trying to be inclusive of people with all these weird and different experiences that we're not used to, it's a good thing. You know, in a university classroom, a lot of people would be kicked out of a space like this immediately as soon as they started behaving in a particular way. And because of what we are, we can offer people an, a different outlet, you know, and it doesn't mean it works out for everyone. And, and just because someone's going through symptoms doesn't mean they're, they're immediately going to be permitted or whatever it is, if they're going through an episode, like we have community standards and whatnot, but it's just, I don't think we have to make such a dichotomy. You know, if, if you read about Qatari's life at the laboratory. Fair, no, it's, 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 it's not the dichotomy. I'm it's, we are welcoming to everyone. It's more just me having my angry moment of saying, don't please stop telling people that this is the book no, no, to help no. them with their illness. Like that's, I, I'm, I'm, ag I'm aggressively agreeing with you in a sense. I, I just wanted to end saying that when you read about Guattari's life and then like that great biography, the intersecting lives one, you read about how the clinic worked. The whole point was integrating people into a community. You know, it, it, it's like the, what our society does is it isolates people and then blames them for the way that they're behaving. Yes. You, you, you can still, you can still hold people responsible for their behavior. And if they're not a good fit, fine. But what they did at Laborde, you know, there's lots of crazy and horrible shit that happened there. But there's a reason why it should be studied, I think, because they did something that's extremely unique and allowed people with who would normally be locked up in institutions like forever to participate on a level that I think would, is just we can't. It's almost hard for us to conceive of it now. So, so as, as, as yeah. everyone seen Titkut Follies, you know. Because that's, I think, what you're talking about, basically. We, I think we should watch uh, on a movie night. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joe, but I have that uh, movie, and I think it would be lovely to hear what you guys think about it because it's, yeah, it's a difficult documentary to watch, but it deals with uh, mental illness and mental institutions, uh, and it's really, like, I, I think, foundational for what we're speaking uh, from a cinematic star, uh, well, viewpoint. So uh, please go ahead. Uh, I, I just want to do a movie night with that movie for since ever. Yeah, I think that's a pretty important one and uh, maybe the most essential um, documentary on the subject, you know, if you take it as uh, on face value, you know, with, with, which I think 
is um, pretty emp empathic uh, matter of fact. But um, I'm not saying that empathy is not important. I, I'm more denouncing violence um, than um, being uh, um, of, uh, ant uh, antipathetic. Ant antipathetic? Ah, whatever. And um, I think that um, it is pretty um, common uh, that um, violence is uh, not um, an, an yeah, how do you say aspect of uh, schizoanalysis. I mean, it's more more. Um, I mean, the barbaric is violence. The war machine is violence, but. It is not um, direct violence. It is still um, thought of violence, you know. And thought of violence is, of course, uh, don't. I hope people don't forget it. It is still um, a bit um, further off than uh, the the real uh, violence, which uh, uh, hurts. You know, you can philosophize endlessly. You think everything you know about war machines and about the barbaric and about um, aspects of um, I think pain masochism sadism but um, there are of course no limits to that and I think that there are no limits doesn't mean that uh, empathy is um, always the right answer to of the right response to violence Um, is my uh, opinion, but anyway, I think that um, there there is of course um, uh, a certain stigma which needs to be um, um, changed. And uh, I think that if you want to change the stigma, I use the terms you know uh, politically correct. There is nothing wrong with that. But um, I have been. I've I've been in, in a little scuffles, I suppose, and um, done violence to myself also, and I'm not schizophrenic, but um, I I just think I, on both sides, you know, uh, as somebody that has hurt himself in the past, as somebody that attacked people in the past, as somebody that has been attacked in the past, you know, knowing all three sides. I think it's it's uh, a pretty um, fair conclusion, and I and I think um, and I want to say that in all these three aspects, what for me was central, uh, how selfish the, that is, you know, you must imagine, is uh, the learning aspect, and it was not uh, for. In, in any way uh, to to profit any anybody else. So uh, I I I just feel shame about that mostly. Um, so what what good would empathy do for me? It 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 would be little. And of course, empathy uh, comes from the self. So if you want my empathy, it is then of course also little. So that is where where I come from. And I hope um, that clears it up a little bit. If there was any. Um, How do you say uh, this? Uh, this um, a noise, uh, you know, um, aesthetic noise about this, you know, from my end.
So, um, yeah, I think that um, violence is something that, again, um, should be um, affiliated with acting more than um, philosophizing. And I don't know, maybe for Americans that, that sentiment can be a little bit different because, of course, we Europeans don't have, like, gun regulation or and if we have gun regulation and don't have, like, weapons that can kill at hand, you know, supposedly. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's, um, that's kind of interesting, you know, to explore. But, yeah, then... I also could just read the Sade and explore that myself to not bother anyone, but please <laughs> cut me off if uh, things get um, less interesting, I suppose. So, fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's been a... I don't even know where to start after that. Who's back and forth? Uh uh, anyone else have a great moment after all that? I don't even know. Um, no, I mean, we've got... So yes, we have I do. Some, ooh, Elena, please. Yeah, I've had really wonderful moments in this server, but the first one that comes to mind is really wholesome, and it involves Alyosha and Lou, who isn't here. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm corny like that but I just uh, <laughs> uh, I'm happy lately so I'm expressing all my love and also to the server because I remember I actually uh, joined the server like when like it was first created and I remember like washing my dishes one day while you guys were talking about material psychiatry and I was like oh but then like uh shit hit the fan and I had class at that time and then I saw a notification when back in the day when we had everyone all the time that there was going to start a Bergson group and I really love Bergson uh, so I was like no this is the time my head and get out of my uni classes so uh, I'm going to join that Bergson group and I remember I was really really scared because uh like, I'm not dumb in Spanish, uh, I don't think so, but in English I am, and in regards to philosophy I am, because uh, I'm really new to, like, this whole rodeo and reading philosophy like this, and talking about philosophy like this. So I was really happy because one of the first times I interacted, like, I, was, I, sp I spoke uh, through voice chat, was with Alyosha and I was like, if I can make like a little digression, uh, I think that this uh, thing can be like associated with like the colonial thought and Glissant and Alyosha was all celebratory with me. And I was, it was really nice to know that you guys uh, like, like that kind of pluralist thinking. And uh, because for me, for example, reading the list, uh, like it's really difficult not to read the list as a criticism of, colonial thinking uh, it's like the first reading that comes to mind for me so like finding a space uh, of people that are like mostly from the first world I'm sorry if I'm generalizing here it's just 
my experience where I can be like, oh no, but colonialism bad. Uh, and like have feedback and like really good uh, conversations that that has been really nice. And I really remember that because Alyosha was, oh, don't worry, we're all about digressions. So now I just like, <laughs> I take the mic and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm Chris Marker. And I give like long rants about nothing all day, but you guys, uh, like stand me so I'm really thankful and I'm really thankful because now my uh, agenda is more cosmopolitan and more like international and to think in pluralist terms also in terms of culture so yeah thank you guys for letting me have this opportunity and like this really nice and productive encounter with the other that's really nice, Elena. Thanks for saying that. But I can't help but think the this is like the that Nabokov quote. What did he, what did he say? Where he's like, "Oh, my English, my Russian is like a palace, and my English is just like a little dacha or something." Like Elena's Elena's saying that they can't express themselves in English. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Then what in Spanish? It's got to be just like diamonds. They're just spitting diamonds. <laughs> well, I don't know. Actually, I try to speak uh, better with you guys because usually my about philosophy tend to be really uh, really put in colloquial terms and like <laughs> in really like <laughs> in slang I only talk about philosophy in slang with my friends and stuff so now I have you, you guys give me like some creative limits so that uh, my thinking can be uh, kind of director some way <laughs> basically I have said that actually Let's, uh, one of the things I think that has been interesting as well is that most of these spaces, uh, especially philosophy ones, are, I mean, all white dudes. And it's uh, been re really nice uh, having uh, trans women, having uh, cis women, having uh, non-binary, having like everyone who's involved. Again, we have an odd diversity that, you know, we could be probably more diverse for sure, but um it's been really nice to sort of see how it goes and how and who joins i've been really encouraged by it uh, any last singular thoughts anyone wants to share any random shit that's going on any because we, we hit a year and we're about to uh you know we're in the middle of logic of sense we have a dozen a dozen reading groups going uh we have and that's just for foucault <laughs> I have I have a little note on the logic of sense that um, that whole book I've read it uh, in English, of course it's not um, my French is not that good and I, I have, uh, there, there is no Dutch copy and um, it gave me like uh, this um, this Alice in Wonderland complex I don't know if anyone has uh, has heard about that mm -hmm. um, but um, I suppose that if you do it in a group it's like uh, maybe more advisable but. <laughs> Uh, to have like um, Alice Wonderland syndrome, you see like uh, small things turn big and big things turn small. And I, I've gotten over that uh, a while ago, but it, uh, it's a really um, weird. Um, like after reading that, I, I quickly like perceived that and I kept that for, for some years, which, which just popped up uh, sometimes, which was uh, kind of strange. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just just uh, a little advice, and I'm I'm wondering if um, like um, I, I'm very much interested in um, pursuing um, nihilism in um, a pretty um, anti-dogmatic uh, sense um, for nihilism, which is uh, um, like a, a very um, fetishistic. Um, part of philosophy generally, certainly on like, <coughs> like Reddit and um, I think on Discord also people don't take it seriously at all. And that's that's very fine with me. Um, but just for, for, for my um, personal perspective, I'd like to um, further engage with Patai. And um, yeah, I hope to, uh, I, I'm going to do that soon, like uh, to, to comma five weeks, I suppose. And um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll see uh, where, where that uh, turns well, me. But, no, that's going to be a thing we're, um, we're looking forward to. Like, as we start growing, the server has been... I, I books, mean, books, let me finish. Let me oh, finish. No, I, was I, I, was, I was interrupting. You were interrupting. And you weren't saying you were, you were interjecting something. So I take that personally. Um, because we all like to, I like to interject, and interjecting is fine with me, but just interrupting, that's really not on. Um, so what I was trying to say is that in the logic of sense, what came up so was the Alice in Wonderland syndrome, which was kind of a surprise for me personally, and maybe sound ridiculous. But um, I'm wondering what Bataille will um, bring up, and, and if it's worse or less worse. I, I hope less worse, because it was pretty sucky, you know, to have like objects um turn big and um small of uh, small objects turn big and big objects turn uh small um because that's pretty distracting and actually kind of scary you know um because yeah i i, I don't know like your it's it's yeah i i i won't won't get too poetic about it but it's just not a very um a casual way of approaching uh, of life, you know. Um, but I don't know what what Bataille will will um, bring up. I'm uh, rather unfamiliar with him, but I've read a lot of um, people he uh, inspired. Um, so um, yeah, I I am generally curious, and I have also a little help with uh, like people who have more knowledge than than me. So. Um, yeah, that, that that that's nice. But again, you know, I, I'm wondering if um, you already found maybe some um, like uh, hindrances uh, to, um, of may maybe not hindrances, but like a curious little um, aspects of sense of logic that I missed because uh, I can't make uh, the readings. It's it's a bit uh, lately uh, certainly with uh, like the time. Well, I mean, um, so I'm. You will yeah. have uh, all of them are recorded. I'm I'm taking a little bit more time uh, editing these and doing something a little bit more fun than just uh, normally, which it, which is just me cutting out dead air or ums or random side noise and editing down the audio. This is actually I'm I'm cutting up things to make it a little bit more digestible and a little bit more interesting. So that that audio will all be there, and there's there's a good amount of it actually, um, which is nice. So. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll have a chance, uh, but the reading of logic of sense, I found to be, uh, amazing actually, uh, because it's, 
It quickly became one of my favorite Deleuze books about halfway through Anti-Oedipus because it was referenced. I got the PDF and then I picked up a couple copies. I've bought it three times. I only got one copy. Amazon. Um, and uh, it's been very, I think, for me, it's been a good time to say the least. Um, for sure. But um, yeah, I know. I, I think. Hey, Jenna, are you going to do any Star Trek? Do you want me to do Star Trek or do you want I, I to think, do Babylon Five? I think we've oh. hit the we've hit the hour. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, just um, let me go ahead and close out and just say thank you guys for joining and thanks for being a part of the server. It's been a ride and it's a cathartic moment to be able to say that uh, we hit a year and we uh, don't seem to be slowing down, uh, which is nice. Even though I seem to be slowing down, my three year old has been running around all day and I feel